Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I don't know what I would rather do. Watch all of the NFC South football that has happened this year. All million hours of atrocious football or sit in the three hours of traffic I just did to get here today. And that's by an easy, the way, that's an easy answer. 90 minutes of that traffic was within a mile and a half of where we are right now in New York City. What an absolute disaster of a day for me. Well, I appreciate you fighting through it, partner. Oh, That please. means everything. But like that's, I had that's, a choice. At one point, it just became, I am not going down. You yeah. are not breaking my spirit. Yeah. But you know who breaks my spirit? And I love you. I love you. Guys, if you're ever thinking about the idea of going to New York City for Christmas, <laughs> it's just a damn tree. It's like the tree in your house, just bigger. So don't bother. Oh, my God, look, they've got giant candy canes. Get out of the street. Get out of the street. So what you're trying to say is coming to New York City around the holidays is a tourist trap. And you, don't even, wanna, it, and you don't want to deal with it because they bring so much traffic. Well, but it's not that I don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with You just told us you don't want to well, deal with it. Here's what I want. I want people to understand that it's awful for them and it's awful for us. Because you are going to get price gouged doing everything that you want to do. Everything that you want to do. Those prices are getting jacked up. But, they, are, but up. they already know that coming to New York City. What's I, cheap in New York City? And then our attitudes... I'm not even a New Yorker per se, but the attitudes of people that work in the city are going to be worse. Yeah. Are going to be worse. That's fair. So it's really, it's, you live in this city. It's, it's bad for both sides. It's a bad, stop coming here in the holidays. Stop. <laughs> I get it. We have to, you know, take care of the economy I, and all that I, I stuff. Don't think your PSA, I don't care. I don't think your PSA is going to work, my friend. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. You're, you're talking to make yourself feel better because you sat in three hours of traffic. But that's not going to change anything. What would you rather do, sit in three hours of traffic with me yeah. or watch the NFC South this year? Oh, sit in three hours of traffic with you. Uh, I, I don't mean, know you if could, you, you know could, what you'd be Car- in for. Carlin, you could call it six hours of traffic coming from <laughs> South Jersey. I would take that rather than watching NFC South football this year. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, a little agitated right now. Nobody out of the gate. in the NFC South deserves to make the playoffs. Can we go ahead and say that? Absolutely. I know the rules mandate that somebody from the NFC South has to be in the playoffs. Let's be clear. Nobody from that division deserves to be in the I playoffs. I think the winner of that division should be relegated to the XFL. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what you should get because it's no achievement whatsoever. They might not win the XFL championship if they did play. <laughs> we'll get to all that <laughs> in just a bit. Can't you Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And I feel awful for Kyler Murray. That was a, a bad a moment right at the very beginning of the game, and it turns out that he has torn his ACL, and he is out for the year and probably into a good portion of next season. And I'll tell you what. I feel bad for Kyler Murray. I feel bad for us, too, because he screwed our parlay. Oh, he completely screwed our parlay. Our parlay would have been perfect, man. We had the under 44. The, the team total was 40. We had DeAndre Hopkins over six and a half catches. He caught seven balls. We, we were... We were right on track. Is it wrong that I was screaming at the TV, get back in the field and throw a pick? Just limp out there? I I was hoping he was going to pull the Daniel Russo was going to (laughs) fight. I was hoping he was going to come jogging back on the field. Willis Reed style, let's bring him back on the field. Cart it off, he jogs back on, at least in time to throw an interception. Then he can go back off on the sideline. Oh, my gosh. It's the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, listen, that Christmas cash, man, we need that extra extra coin. Well. Presents is expensive. You just talked about inflation. (laughs) 
<laughs> he served us up the old the old time screw job right there. But I do feel it worse for him, obviously, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it is torn and he is out for uh, at least uh, into next year, it sounds like. And listen, the Cardinals are in a very, very difficult spot because, you know, you think about the last calendar year with them. You go from making the playoffs and losing to Kyler Murray the day after you're out putting out an incendiary release through his agent demanding his contract, which was likely on the way to begin with. Mm. And then they made the commitment to him. They made the commitment to Cliff Kingsbury. They made the commitment to Steve Keim. Now Murray's going to be out for a good portion of next year. We all thought Kingsbury was going to get fired at the end of this season. Canty, it feels like everything might just be on hold for that organization for a while. Yeah, and that's a job that we have been speculating could come open at the end of the season. And, Carlin, with this latest development, I'm not so sure that that's the case because if we're being honest, how attractive is this Arizona Cardinals job? It's a great question. It's not going to be that attractive. You're talking about your quarterback being on the shelf until November of 2023 at the earliest, and even then he's not going to be – the quarterback that we know can be dynamic because of his athleticism, because of his mobility. So there's that in question. Um, we, we see what this roster is, even though they do have all of their own draft picks, Carlin, I, I, they still have a ton of work to do. And we have serious question marks around the head coach. And we know that there was friction between the quarterback and head coach before Kyler Murray got hurt. This is a team that's lost three straight games in five of their last six. So it's not like things were trending in the right direction with Kyler Murray. So there are serious questions in terms of the overall direction of this franchise. It felt like this offseason they became over-leveraged with Kyler Murray because they gave him the long-term contract, because you gave the head coach who you thought was a perfect fit for the quarterback a long-term contract, and you extended the general manager. So from a personnel standpoint, with your decision-makers in the organization, you committed to Kyler Murray in this style, this, this philosophy. But then beyond that, Carlin, think about the pieces that they put on this team. They went out and traded a first-round draft pick for Hollywood Brown last year. They signed DeAndre Hopkins a couple of years ago. They put pieces in place in order to accentuate Kyler Murray. They traded for Zach Ertz last year for Kyler Murray. They've put all of these players in place to highlight the strengths of Kyler Murray. And now you're talking about the team having to navigate without Kyler Murray for at least – the next 12 months. Well, let's be fair. It's now not even about 2023. It's about 2024. Yeah. Because, yes, he'll be back, but he won't be back to anywhere near being the same player no, until the takes, start of 2024. It takes, it takes two years. It yeah. takes two years. And I've, I've had a knee reconstruction. So it takes two years before you start to feel like yourself. Honestly, they're in such bad shape with this contract that they have no choice but to ride this out for at least three years. And then you have to figure out, is it the quarterback or is it the coach who I purposely brought here to draft that quarterback? Yeah. Like, if it's not going to work with Cliff Kingsbury for Kyler Murray, who is basically handpicked, who is it going to work for? But but here's my point, though, Carlin. You just extended the GM and the head coach this past offseason. Mm-hmm. What sense does it make to move off of those guys now, knowing that whoever you bring in might not necessarily have the chance to work with Kyler Murray early on in their tenure. 
early on in their program building. What sense does it make to eat all of the money that it would cost you to move on from Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, knowing that you're probably not going to be very competitive in 2023 anyway? Yeah. They're in a terrible spot. I I guess. But what's going to be the difference now between firing him now and firing him after next year? Does somehow the job become more attractive after next year? I mean, I, I, th- this is to me where I would start to look at, all right, who are my legitimate candidates this year versus maybe who are we going to be talking about next year as head coaches? Like, can I, well, can I well, throw a ton of money at somebody? Well, here's the problem with it's that. the Cardinals. They don't here's do the that. Problem. They, they don't do that. Yeah. And that's the other thing. When you yeah. start talking about the money of it all, Carlin. Well, that may be the why, deciding factor. Why am I going to be paying two head coaches next year when I only have to worry about paying one? Yeah. There's that part. Why am I going to pay two general managers when I only have to worry about paying one? So, again, when we start talking about the prospects of this team in the short term, they're not going to be very competitive. They're going to lose a lot of games down the stretch this year. And they're also going to lose a lot of games next year. So they just have to start being realistic about what is our three-year plan in terms of getting this franchise back to being a perennial playoff contender. And right now, I think they're better served staying the course with the regime that they have rather than trying to go through wholesale changes that aren't going to amount to much over the next couple of years. I, I just... It's a terrible position to be in. Yeah, it is. Like, they always talk about being in the middle in as a professional sports franchise as really being in the worst now, spot. Now, I will say this. Right now, as it stands, the Arizona Cardinals have the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft. Now, if they continue to trend in the direction that we think they're going to go, that pick could move up a little bit higher. And they could get a haul for it. And you're Potentially. Talking about, and think about it. We, we've got three quarterbacks that have been speculated to go in the top ten of the NFL draft this year. Could Arizona all of a sudden be in the quarterback market even though they've made this huge commitment to Kyler Murray? And there may even be a fourth. We're going to get to that a little bit later. Mr. McShay has his first mock draft out, and there are some intriguing selections. We're going to get to that in just a bit. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We want you to be a part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line or by hitting or be a part of the show by hitting up uh, the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Hit the lines right now. They are open for you at 888-SAY-ESPN. What do the Cardinals do? Do you fire Cliff Kingsbury and move on? Or at this point, do you go ahead and ride out the storm? Here's what I will say, Colin, just to put a nice button on this thing. Mm. There are a lot of questions around Kyler Murray even after they gave him the contract. Remember when they gave him the deal, they had that funky stipulation, that clause in there that said he had to watch at least four hours of film every week. Mm -hmm. Now, they took the clause out before he signed the contract, but that was something that they were negotiating for. They wanted that. There's a reason why they put that in there. Also, what we heard on the All Things Covered podcast, Patrick Peterson, what he said, Kyler Murray is only about Kyler Murray. Not not saying that Kyler Murray can't be the franchise quarterback for the Cardinals moving forward. But I will say where there's smoke, there's fire. There have continued to be questions about Kyler Murray being a true franchise guy. These things I don't, don't know. I don't <clears throat> know how they get answered. I don't know how they get solidified with him being on the shelf for the next year because of the ACL injury. Uh, these things do not get out there just by accident. No. When it happens a couple of times. And there's no chance for all of those things to get better by getting answered because he's not going to be available. That's the problem for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's shift gears to last night for a second, Canty. With me, trust 
when I want to believe in a football team is earned. And I've got three seven and six teams now in the AFC with the Chargers, the Jets, and the Patriots. And every day we have a show call at about 11 a.m. Eastern time. We're going through it. And we're talking about today, who do you trust out of those three teams? As I said, trust is earned. I don't trust a damn one of them. <laughs> Not one. Not one. Oh, man. To, to definitively get home. If oh. you were to make me pick a team that I think will make the playoffs out of those three, it would be the Jets, and it would be primarily because they are very capable of getting to 10 wins, and I think they're capable of winning in Seattle with the defense that continues in my mind to be very underrated. Well, right now, when we're talking about those four teams, according to ESPN's FPI, the Jets have the worst chance of those four teams to make the playoffs. The four teams being the Miami Dolphins, the Patriots, the Chargers, and Gangreen. They have the worst chance of those four teams in making the playoffs. Here's what happens for the Jets. It's a race to 10 wins. Why do I say 10? Because if they land on nine, they probably end up in a situation where they have to deal with the tiebreaker with the New England Patriots and the L.A. Chargers in which they would lose both. Carlin, this is a problem, and it goes back to those bad performances by Zach Wilson coming back to bite the Jets' playoff prospects. Because they lost those two games in ugly fashion in both instances, I think that is ultimately what could keep the Jets out of the playoffs because if I look at the remainder of their schedule, they got to win three of their next four. Their next four games, home against Detroit, Mm -hmm. home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, both of those teams are playing better, Mm -hmm. on the road against the Seattle Seahawks, on the road against the Miami Dolphins in Week 18. And we know that that game is going to matter for Miami in terms of trying to get into the tournament. So good luck with them getting to 10 wins. When I look at the Patriots schedule, yeah, there's some tough ones in there. But they're on the road this week against the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Patriots, by the way, stayed out on the West Coast in Arizona to practice this week. Mm -hmm. They're playing the Raiders. And then they've got the Cincinnati Bengals in there. There's another tough ball game. Dolphins. The Dolphins. And that's that's what we're talking about with the New England Patriots. So and the degree the, uh they've got the Cincinnati Bengals. They finish with the Bills. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. But here's the thing, Carlin. That game for the Buffalo Bills might not matter in week eighteen. Yeah. It might not. They might have the division wrapped up, but they might not have a chance to get to the number one overall seed based on what Kansas City does. So I could easily make a case for the New England Patriots to be able to get two more wins. I'm having a hard time making a case for the Jets to win three of their next four. See, I think they can. I, I First of all, I, I do believe in how well the Lions are playing, and they've got something really neat cooking right there. Yeah. Let's not ignore the fact that they're still bad defensively. And I think... They haven't been bad since Week 9. Since I they mean, beat the Green Bay Packers, they haven't been. In their past defense? They haven't. Like I said, they haven't been bad since Week 9. I know, but they're still 31st in the league. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that has a lot to do with the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah, listen, I don't think I don't think they're going to go out there and sh- their their pass rush is better. I mean, I can't argue when Aiden Hutchinson's got seven sacks. Yeah, he's done a great job. Yeah, but I I think the Jets have more than enough offensively if Mike White is healthy enough to score some points against the Detroit Lions, and then it's about the Jets defense. Uh, just being better. And here's the other thing that we, as much as we're going to marvel uh, about the Lions, and I still think they've got a really good chance to get to the playoffs, uh, the Lions are a different team on the road, at least offensively, 
Because when we've gone through the Jared, yeah, Goff's Jared Goff splits. is a different quarterback on the road versus yeah. at home. Yeah, so I think but that's part the of Detroit it too. Lions have actually won in MetLife Stadium already this year. They have. They beat the New York Giants. They have, and they beat them handedly. I, I, I again, there's no trust level here. Yeah. If you tell me any of these things happen, I'm going to believe it, but I'm not going to say definitively that this is going to happen. But where uh, are we with the LA Chargers? The chart. Just get out of my face with the Chargers. I mean, I'm telling the Chargers to get out of my face. They infuriate me. They're in the conversation, yes, but they infuriate me. Do you look at them and trust them to get there? I don't. And they have Justin Herbert. And I don't trust oh, them to Carlin, get there. The, the, the back half of this, the schedule is so soft for them Chris, in the next month of the season. Just tell me. They're home against Chris. Listen, they're home against the Titans, on the road against the Colts, home against the Rams, which really doesn't matter because both of them are L.A. teams, and then they're on the road against the Denver Broncos who can't beat anybody. You and I both know that in those four games, the Chargers are going 2-2. Two and two. We, we know it. Come on. Admit it. The Chargers will absolutely lose bad games. They will absolutely lose oh, bad okay. games. So, so let's put everything into context for all of the people that are listening to us and the people that are watching at home. You trust the nobody. Mo- you tr- no. Well, <laughs> well, 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 you got to say you trust somebody because I trust the Dolphins take, to get two wins. You trust the Dolphins to be able to t- pick up two wins. Yes. Do you trust? Because it sounds like you're all the way out on the Chargers. So this comes down to the Patriots versus the Jets. Do you trust the Jets to get to ten wins or the Pats to get to nine? Neither. Well, you got to pick one. Do I? Yes, you do. There is no door number three. You gotta pick one of them. Then I'm taking the Jets. And I know that Wow. That's so counterintuitive. Yeah, it is. But I think part of that is is that the Jets just linger. Chris, am I overstating how good their defense is? No. But this is my point. We don't know where they are with Quinn and Williams in that calf injury. It didn't sound like it was too bad. It sounded like it was day to day kind of thing. it, It sounds like it's day to day, but he's a big man with a calf injury. Yeah. Look. If Quinnen Williams is not out there, it's obviously a very different ball game, yes. okay? I'm operating under the assumption that he's going to play based okay. on what I was reading yesterday. Okay. I would say that there is nothing about the Patriots that I trust. Nothing. I mean, honestly. You trust their defense. You trust their defense. Not really. Not enough. I don't think their defense is as good as we thought it was at the beginning of the year. I mean, you trust their defense against the Las Vegas Raiders, don't you? The Raiders are going to put up some points. You know, is Jonathan Jones, uh, it's Jonathan Jones. Is Jonathan, it's jo- Jones, it's Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones. Both yeah, of them. Are both of them going to blanket Devontae Adams? I, tr- I trust Bill Belichick and that Patriots defense against Josh McDaniels' offense. Here's my overall point, Chris. <laughs> I, I mean, these three teams, I, I put the Dolphins in, personally. Okay. These three teams, this feels like a war of attrition to get home here. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to eke it out. And it's going to go down to week 18. It's yeah. going to go down to week 18. I believe it'll go down to week 18 in Miami. And while the game, I, I don't. I think the, the Dolphins will already be home by that point. I think they'll get two, including, I don't think they're getting this week. But I think they'll I get the next two after ooh, that. I think ooh, they will. I don't know about that one, boss. Why is that? Uh, I mean, they, they've we'll got see. the Packers and the Patriots on the road. We'll see. I don't. We'll again, see. Maybe it's because I don't trust the I Patriots. Mean, well, you can say you don't trust the Patriots, but I will say this: Tua having to go play in weather again in January in Foxborough, and after being exposed the last two weeks, based on what we saw from D'Amico Ryan's game plan and from the Chargers Brandon Staley's game plan, I, I'm not sure that the defensive coordinators around the league haven't cracked the code on Tua. And then you add on the element of weather. 
I don't think that's a gimme for the Dolphins. I don't, I don't think, think it's any, a gimme, I don't, I don't but think I think they'll any, win. The only game I'm willing to give Miami down the stretch is the Green Bay Packers. Everyone else is going to be a dogfight. Now, if it is as simple as <clears throat> shutting down the middle of the field on Tua, then they're in big trouble. If, if Because as we've seen uh, the last couple of weeks, that, that appears to be the case. But I think they'll I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, football season is heating up. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Snap. Here comes the pressure. 
Pocket closing. Young under pressure. Escapes to his right. Young throws downfield as Brooks open at the 15 and he waltzes into the end zone. Touchdown. 41-yard touchdown on third and 10. And with 4.44 to go, Alabama has taken the lead back at LSU. On ESPN Radio. It is already that time of year. We're starting to hit the mock drafts already. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Todd McShay, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, has dropped his first mock draft of the year. And he joins us right now. Todd, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, we appreciate a few minutes. How you doing? Doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing outstanding. So let's start right here. You've got four quarterbacks in the top 11 with Anthony Richardson being the fourth. Take us through the four, how you rank them, and why. Well, it starts with Bryce Young, who I I didn't even have as the first quarterback on the board coming into the season. But just after studying he and and C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, Stroud has the better NFL frame. There's no question about it. Stroud is a phenomenal pocket passer and very accurate in his timing and touch and, and everything that you look for in a pocket passer. But when the play breaks down, Bryce Young is just a natural. And I've, I've said it all day. Like he's, a, he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes, just like that poise in the pocket, sensing where it's coming from, never panicking, and, and being able to extend plays with his feel and his feet and, and then throwing on the run. So to me, listen – if he, if he isn't the first overall pick and it's most likely going to be the Houston Texans there and they most likely will take, most likely will take a quarterback, it will be because of durability concerns moving forward with a 5'10.5", 195-pound frame. But he's a special dude not on and off the field. I mean, he is, he is committed, he is intelligent, and, and he can do some things that, that a lot of other guys simply can't do. Then I had at number four the Lions taking C.J. Stroud, and I mentioned he – He's, he's a more talented version of what they already have in Jared Goff. And when you look at Goff, he's under contract through 2023. Wouldn't you rather have a, a younger version who can be a, a better, more efficient? And I know he's played well recently, but a better version of Jared Goff for a rookie contract for five years than have to pay Goff at the, at the end of 2023 and kind of know what his ceiling is. So that's why I went with Stroud there. And then down, uh, down at number six, I had Will Levis from Kentucky, who's he's interesting because he, he's built sturdy. He's, he's mobile. He probably has, the, the, of the top three quarterbacks, the strongest arm. And his intangibles and work ethic and, and character are just legendary at Kentucky. But the pocket presence and seeing the whole field and going through progressions, it's not where it should be at this point. And he also plays the – the position like a, like a linebacker. And so he hasn't learned to protect himself and he puts himself himself in harm's way. It was interesting in a five day span in October, I think it was, I talked to two different GMs. The first one said, I see a lot of Josh Allen and Will Levis. And the next one said five days later, I'm just worried that he's going to turn out to be Carson Wentz because he doesn't always see the field, the late turnovers in games and, and not protecting himself. So that's that's going to be an interesting debate over the next few months. And then finally, Anthony Richardson. I, I mean, there's so much to unravel here, and I don't want to ramble on. He's the most physically gifted quarterback in this class. Mm. He, compared to the others, has no idea what he's doing. 
He is a first-year starter, barely played the previous season, still kind of figuring out the game. But he's a smart dude, and, and everyone loves him there. But he's just he's not as advanced as these other guys. So like, if you bring him in, and I have him at 32 overall in my rankings, and it's, it's only because of the ceiling and the potential. It's not based off of where he is right now. But he's going to be the most intriguing guy and probably the most polarizing player in this entire draft. Yeah, and Todd, you've got him going to Carolina. It doesn't necessarily seem like the place you go if you're a quarterback trying to figure things out. But, Todd, we've got three teams in the top five who could actually be playoff teams this year because of trades. How does that impact what we're going to see in April in the NFL draft? Yeah, I mean, it it really is interesting. I mean, how about the Eagles picking at five? (laughs) (laughs) They can win the Super Bowl and have a top five pick. (laughs) It's unbelievable, and and what a, I mean, Howie Roseman has done a phenomenal job the last couple of years, and 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 truth be told, and he'll never tell you this, but they were pushing picks out out in order to make sure that they had draft capital in case they needed to move up if Jalen Hurts didn't take the step that he did. He not only took that step, he took like five steps, and so now you have a potential MVP at the quarterback position. You've got a roster that's really strong on both sides of the ball. And you're picking it five with one of two picks in the first round. So I gave him Bijan Robinson, the Texas running back, and I've been getting hell all day long for it. And I get it. <laughs> Why do you take a running back at number five? I, I get it all. But I'm just looking at, like, they don't have many holes. Bijan is one of the best players in college football. He has 91 forced missed tackles this year. He, you know, it's rare to see a guy force as many missed tackles who's a, you know, a 220-plus-pound uh, running back, and he's great in pass protection, and he has exceptional ball skills. So why not bring in Bijan, upgrade the running back position, not have to pay Miles Sanders, and you're getting it on the cheap. So I, I don't know. I, I'm sure that that won't be the pick when it's all said and done, but I, I, to me that makes a lot of sense if you're ever going to take a running back in the top ten. Talking with ESPN NFL Draft Analyst Todd McShay on Candy and Carlin. And Todd, you brought up Jalen Hurts. Is there a quarterback that's going to be drafted outside of the top half of the first round that could be compared to Jalen Hurts in terms of the physical attributes and, I guess, the need to develop a couple of years in the NFL before they take off? Mm. I mean, it's always it's always easy to look back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but – I, there are two guys that are intriguing to me that are probably going to be let's call mid round, you know, third, fourth round range. Hendon Hooker from from Tennessee, who had a phenomenal year. You got to remember, like, he was he was told not to come back to Virginia Tech that they had a younger quarterback that was going to supplant him, and he goes to to, to uh, Tennessee two years ago and didn't even really have the starting job and, and winds up you know earning the starting job. Had a good first year in twenty twenty one. And this year, uh, he was on track to win the Heisman before he got injured. And, 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 you know, Tennessee was having a phenomenal year. Obviously, they had the brutal loss to South Carolina. He got injured that game. But, uh, but my point is, watching him, even though it's a different system that, that Josh Heupel was running and a lot of the air raid slash, you know, the Baylor offense. Um, but I just – I did him – I had Hendon Hooker live twice. And the poise that he plays the game with, and then the mobility that he brings, there are some uh, similarities with, with Jalen Hurts in terms of their game. I'm not saying he's, he's going to be the next Jalen Hurts by any stretch, but uh, 
getting him on the cheap because he's coming off an injury for a team that doesn't need to play him right away, we may hear about him all of a sudden pushing for a starting job two, three years down the road. And then the other guy is Jake Hayner from Fresno State. He, Fresno mm. State, he, he doesn't look the part. He's undersized, but he's a gunslinger. And, and he's, you know, he got injured for a few games. He came back, and he's on an absolute tear at the end of the season. I would love to draft him in the fourth round and just develop him a little bit and see what, see what we have in two, three years from now. Todd, great stuff. Appreciate it. It's all just beginning. You got it, guys. Have a good one. Todd McShay, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst with us. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, guess who's at it again? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. You cannot pass protect right now. Quarterback is not seeing the field cleanly. It's, it's, it's the NFL. It's a tough game. Didn't play our best by any means. If you're going to get to an upper echelon football team, you don't have room for error like that. You don't have room to be mediocre early on. He threw two interceptions yesterday. Could throw four or five. Obviously, people thought it would be an easy game. That's not how it works in the NFL. you got to put these teams away. I'm sorry, I got caught up in the weather forecast for Buffalo for a minute for Saturday. Good luck. <laughs> Going to be a tough day for Tua. Tough night, I should say. Isn't it a half a foot of snow? At least. Yeah. And and the three worst words, I told you, lake effect snow. Ooh. You don't even know what it's going to drop. It could come in and drop two feet without even blinking. Yeah. And you had no idea it was coming. And it's going to be in the 20s, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. That's where you can watch us. Just click on the app, click watch, boom, there you go. You're welcome. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry Jones checking in on Dak Prescott's interceptions. Now, this all has to do, at least it is based in Dak's aggressiveness. And certainly the play we saw at the end of the game the other day that should have lost the game for the Cowboys, and didn't because they were playing the Texans. It comes to the forefront when you are deep in your own territory and you're throwing the football and directly uh, throwing it into double coverage yes. at the point that he was. Here is Jerry on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. The definition of aggressiveness doesn't have to include turnovers. It does not have to include that. Aggressive does not. And uh, I do like aggressiveness without the turnovers. Uh, in uh, other news, doy. Of course, <laughs> of course, you like aggressiveness without turnovers, but sometimes you can't separate the two. It's going to happen. And it, look, it was a bad decision the other day with Dak. Yeah, I. Uh, Which with, one? Uh, the the second one, really bad. Yeah, the first the one. First was bad. one wasn't a great throw. No, it was probably a good decision, but it a was bad a terrible throw. throw. I'm, I I look at it from Jerry's perspective. I don't know what's accomplished by all of the the chatter from Jerry. He's just going to do that, and I'm sure that you just shrug it off. The turnover factor for Dak, 
I mean, am I wrong to say that you could start to put that in the Josh Allen category when you have some of those turnovers? No, you're not wrong to say that because since Dak has come back and that was week seven against the Detroit Lions, he's got eight picks in seven games. Yeah. That's a concern, Carlin. Yeah. And if we're being honest with ourselves, the way for the Cowboys to compete and win a championship, you're going to at some point need Dak Prescott to elevate your team above the X's and O's. I feel like it has to have to do that. And right now to this point, I don't think we've seen that. Now, it was great that they had the 98-yard drive against the Houston Texans. The only question that I would have to Dak and the rest of the team is, why the hell are you in a situation where you need a 98-yard drive at the end of it to win going up against a one-win team? Why are you in that position in the first place? It's a great question. And a part of the reason why you're in that position is because of the turnovers from your quarterback. The Cowboys routinely, Carlin, you can set your watch to it. Play down to the level of competition. Detroit Lions, that was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. The Green Bay Packers game, we know how that turned out in the fourth quarter in overtime. When you looked at the the New York Giants game, that was a one-possession game in at the end of the third quarter. When you look at the Indianapolis Colts game, a one-possession game in the beginning of the fourth quarter. And then the Houston Texans game, one possession game at the end of the four, in the fourth quarter. That is a problem when your team plays down to the level of competition, knowing that you're going up against another team that's inferior from a talent standpoint. If you're fancying yourself as a championship contender, a part of what makes you a championship caliber team is the level of consistency that you approach your job with week in, week out. Doesn't mean you're always going to bring your A game. But it also it always means that you're going to put yourself in position to dictate the complexion of the game. And that's what the Philadelphia Eagles do at a much better clip than the Dallas Cowboys. I asked this question, and it's a pretty simple answer. Has he made any of his receivers better? No. He has not made any of his receivers better. Some of these guys are, are decent, but beyond C.D. Lamb, I don't think that Dak Prescott has made anybody better on the Cowboys. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.